I'm Stacy, And I'm Emily. We're Christians, wives, moms, and best friends. We always knew motherhood would change our lives. Little did we know how much. We're here to talk about the challenges and victories we all encounter day to day. Motherhood is a journey and there is so much joy to be found. You're listening to Mom Calling. Hey everybody, welcome back to Mom Calling. Hey guys, we're so excited that you're here. We've made it to Thursday, which is always exciting because we're close to the weekend. We are planning on going camping this weekend, um, so that'll be fun. The kids are really excited. And uh, tonight was hair wash night, so if you are a mother, you know that hair wash night is like a prized night. It's, it's a good one. Oh, yes. For moms and kids alike, it is a glorious day when we get to wash our hair. Oh, yeah. Oh, you How's meant for we- you. Yes. I thought you meant the kids. Oh I was like, oh, I didn't, I didn't realize kids got that excited <laughs> about that. <laughs> okay, but no, I, no. I washed my hair today, too, so... That's exciting. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. How is your week going, Stacy? Pretty good. Pretty uneventful. Probably the only newest development is um, my daughter Penelope can now open the gate. So when we moved her into a toddler bed, we kind of had this issue with her coming out of her room all the time at night. And so we just put a baby gate there because I was stressed out about her wandering around the house when we were asleep. But she's now figured out how to open the baby gate. And it's like this, the freakiest thing because she's so quiet. So you don't hear her coming. And then all of a sudden she just like appears next to you. It's it gives me a heart attack <laughs> like every time. And that's like my my one of my biggest fears is that I'm going to wake up in the night with her just standing next to me and it's going to terrify me. Oh, my <sighs> so, gosh. That's okay, so though. funny. We'll get through it. But <laughs> so, yeah, that's been the newest toddler development for this week. But other than that, it's been a good week pretty uneventful which is generally good I would say yeah that's awesome yeah how are you liking the season change in Virginia is it getting cold there yet I love it yeah it's been great actually today and tomorrow are like 70 or 75 degrees which is pretty warm because it had been really cold and rainy for like a few days because of Ian so um but yeah it's been great I love this time of year And um, it's funny because Scott actually grew up in Florida, so he, like, starts to get freezing this time of year, and I'm just, like, coming into my full blossom of of fallness, and he's like, it's so cold. So, at least one of us is happy. Yeah. (laughs) So, I did want to say before, I know you have our mom fact for us today, but before we get into your mom fact, I actually wanted to make a correction to my mom fact from last week because so after we did this and it was you know our first recording and so we were just kind of getting in the swing of things I was like 7300 sounds like a lot so I figured out how many that was a day and it's 10 diapers a day and I'm like okay you're not putting 10 you're not doing 10 diaper changes a day for two years like maybe the first couple months it's like 10 a day but I would say, like, after that first initial couple newborn months, it's, like, more like five or six a day, five to seven. Would you agree with that? Yeah, probably. I think it – that sounds about probably more accurate. Yeah. I mean, I just – I don't know. To me, that sounded like a lot. 
And I was like, it really bugged me. I'm like, okay, I don't want to give these facts and have them be inaccurate. So I was like, okay, I need to figure this out. Here's what I did. So I went back and I figured out, okay, we'll give it like the first two months, we'll say, is like 10 a day. I think that's conservatively we can say for the first like eight weeks, which works out to 560 diapers. And then for the remaining time of that two, that first two years, which is 96 weeks, I did an average of six a day, which works out to 4,032. And then here was the other thing was I was like, well, I mean, I know moms do a lot, but that's not accounting for like the dad doing any diaper changes. So I was like, okay, we got to give dad a little credit here too. So I did of that total, I did two thirds. So I gave dad a third credit here. So it actually comes out to 3,061 and one third diaper. So I don't know what the one third diaper is, but that's what it works (laughs) out to. And then I know you had mentioned with having two kids 16 months apart. So I figured it out for you too. Okay. So considering they were 16 months apart, I figured out that in the first two years of Liam's life, and then I did also, I gave you three quarter because I know, you know, Pat works a lot and he might've even been deployed for part of that time. I don't remember. So I gave you three quarter. You would have changed about 4,683 diapers. So you go mom. That's insane. Well, mm-hmm. thank you. Thank you for figuring that out. That's insane. I had to I had Crazy. to go back and fix it. I just couldn't. I felt like, <laughs> you know, I it, I couldn't let it go. So anyway, now that that's all sorted you. out. That's so it funny. was. It was going to bug me. Now that that's all sorted out, what, what interesting fact do you have for us today? Because I know, I know you found a good one. Okay. So the um, mom fact that I have this week for you guys is about pregnancy. And the longest pregnancy ever recorded lasted 375 days, nearly 100 days longer than a normal pregnancy. What? Over a year? That's what it says. (laughs) So you guys, okay, we are going to look into this and I'm going to actually find out who this was. And we'll tell you guys. Um, on next week's episode, but it got me thinking how, when we think about our due date and stuff like that, a lot of us get like really kind of excited around it. Like the due date, like this is when they're going to be due. And then when your due date comes and goes and you just like see it and it's long gone and you're like, all right, I'm still pregnant and my feet are still swollen and I'm over this. So I think that a lot more people can relate to that situation. I actually don't know too many people who have gone before their due date naturally. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I I do know quite a few people who have had to be induced. I was induced at 39 weeks with Sawyer. um, But I, yeah, a lot of people going over. I know you went over, Stacey, like a significant amount. (laughs) Yes. And you were miserable. I was 42 weeks with Penelope and I was 41 weeks, five days with Liam. So if we have any more kids, next one's looking like 41 and three. So whoop, whoop. What did I say? You I said, said with Liam. Liam. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, eh. Scott's, Scott's looking at me like I'm crazy. I'm like, what? We have two kids. What are you? Sorry. Okay. I was I was 40 I was 42 weeks with Penelope and I was 41 and 5 with Judah so 
if we have any more kids, I'm looking at like 41 and 3, which is which is exciting. So to hop into our topic today, uh, we are talking about purpose, uh, our purpose in motherhood and how we can live that out day to day. And one of the things that I think coming into doing this podcast, and I know we kind of shared a little bit of the backstory last week, one of the struggles I think that Emily and I had coming into this was being reminded of our purpose day to day because it can really, really get drowned out with all of the maybe more mundane parts of motherhood and some of the more exhausting parts of motherhood. It can really get um, drowned out by that. And so we really wanted to hone in on that, especially for this like first episode, our first real episode. So some of the, the things we want to cover are, first off, what does the Bible say is our purpose as mothers? Because that's ultimately what we want to what we want to know, right? And what we want to do. And then what are some of the biggest obstacles to living in and living out our purpose as mothers? And then lastly, how do we combat those obstacles? That's kind of our roadmap for today. And um, we also want to share a little bit with you about why we chose this topic. So honestly, I feel like this is such a great topic because, you know, really motherhood can be such a blessing and such a struggle at the same time. And I think it's really easy to lose sight of the actual purpose. Like motherhood can be so hard and it's not always necessarily um, just like, how do I get my kids from point A to point B? And Stacy and I have talked about this before about um, just how exhausting motherhood can feel. And so I think it's easy um, to lose sight of what God has truly called us to do. And I definitely think that the devil sees that little bit of kind of like where he can slip in and plant some doubt plant some exhaustion, you know, like we're exhausted and he's like, oh yeah, like this sucks, doesn't it? And it's like, no, like we need to like really rein it back because Mm -hmm. it is hard. And I don't think that Christ ever says in the Bible that it won't be hard, but Mm -hmm. you know, he does talk a lot about children and you know, how we're equipping the next generation and stuff like that. And we truly are. We are equipping the next generation to be Christians to go out and to spread God's word and stuff like that. And, um, you know, what we do as mothers on the day to day, it, it might go unseen by the outside world, but it doesn't go unseen from God. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Does it like what you said? So does that ever freak you out? Like what you said about the fact that we are raising and training up like the next generation? Because I think that's that's when it gets in my head sometimes. I mean, because, you know, the day-to-day stuff of caring for little, little kids is really physically exhausting. And then sometimes it'll hit me, like, every day. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Like, these are people. Like, these are people who are going to someday be our age and be adults living life in the world, doing things, having jobs, and taking care of their kids. And it's it's so can be so scary sometimes like to think like I think those moments where your purpose actually hits you it's like oh my goodness I and it is it's overwhelming and it's just like you said it's like you just have to pray because I'm just like I I have no control over this I mean as far as them you know like I have no control over if they're gonna come to know the Lord what they're gonna do 
when they get older. Like, I have no control over that. And all I can do is, like you said, lean in, seek the Lord, and try to do what he's called me to do. And then the rest I just have to, like, let go. And that is so scary. Um, But it's also the best thing because we don't have to worry. Like, we don't have to um, wear the weight of that, you know, as long as we're doing what he's called us to do. Then we can just trust him that, you know, that he'll take care of them. Yeah, exactly. (sighs) But yeah. So one of the things that obviously is part of our purpose as mothers is teaching our children. And it's, you know, something that we are doing from the day they're born, you know, from teaching them, you know, how to eat, how to sleep you know, how to burp, how to, you know, whatever it is, that there's just things that we are teaching them from the day they're born through their entire life. And so um, that's obviously a huge part of our purpose. And it was interesting to me as I was, you know, looking at some scripture, because it's easy to just think of teach, and that seems very direct and very clear. But um, I liked that some of the verses that I found they talk about not only that we are to teach, but like how we are to teach. And so, um, for example, in Proverbs 31, uh, Proverbs 31, 26 says, she opens her mouth with wisdom and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. And then in uh, Deuteronomy 6, 6 to 7, it says, and these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. And so I just really liked these these two verses. They talk about obviously teaching, but they also talk about how to teach. So in kindness and diligently. And I think those are, at least for me in this phase of life right now, those can be two of the hardest things to do is to be kind and to be diligent because, you know, it can be frustrating. It can be exhausting. And some days I don't feel like being diligent. I just want to, you know, let her do what she wants. It's a lot easier that way. And, you know, I don't, then I just don't have to deal with it. But that's not, you know, that's not what we're called to do. And so I just really liked that. That's something that the Lord reminds us in scripture is not only to teach, but how we should be teaching. Um, and then also Deuteronomy 4 9 says, Only take care and keep your soul diligently, lest you forget the things that your eyes have seen, and lest they depart from your heart all the days of your life. Make them known to your children and your children's children. And I like in that verse as well that it's, again, telling us to teach our children. But one of the things it's saying here to teach them is the things that we have seen God do. And I think that's another thing that can be really easy to not do as parents because, again, with really little kids, it's it's just a lot more focused on the physical needs and, you know, nap and feed and sleep and potty training. and But, you know, to remember, you know, the things that God's doing in my heart and in my life to, like, share them with Penelope. And obviously on a level that she can understand, and at this age that's pretty basic, but still to take the time to do that, to take the time to teach her in kindness, diligently, and to show her the things that God's done, you know, that I've seen God do. No, I think that that's really, really awesome. I feel the same way. So, you know, my boys are older, um, but I feel like at times, you know, that can feel like 
a lot of pressure. Um, and at least for me, it does. It feels like a lot of pressure. You know, we want to raise our kids right and we want to do, you know, right by them and stuff like that. And like you said earlier, we don't get to make the decision for them to become followers of Christ. Like, it's just like we, you know, nobody made the decision for us. We got to make the decision ourselves. But it was from our parents taking us to church and showing us about Christ and speaking Christ in our home and stuff that showed us, you know, and allowed us the opportunity to make that choice for ourselves. And so I think that, you know, just keeping that as a reminder every day that we are the people that our children spend the most time with, you know, us as mothers. And so while that can be extremely challenging and frustrating at times, and, you know, I am just as imperfect as the next person. I make mistakes and I, you know, do and say things on a daily or weekly basis that, you know, I wish that I could take back. I'm not trying to sit here and say that I'm perfect in any way, shape, or form because I'm not. Um, But I think that it definitely really gets you to think and think about what comes out of your mouth. You know, we are teaching our kids. And, like, how are we going to sit there and tell our kids you know, you got to be kind to your brother or you got to be kind to whoever at school or at church or whatever. But yet we are so quick to snap at them or, you know, whatever. And so I think that Christ can really humble you and humble you real quick that like we are sinners and we're imperfect. And just because these are little kids, um, they, they still, you know, are impression, like impressionable, um, Mm -hmm. by us and stuff. And we need to rein that back in, you know, and we need to, um, just like have patience, show them kindness. Like those are some of the easiest things, easy, but hard things, you Mm -hmm. know, that we can do, um, easy in the sense that, you know, it doesn't, require too, too much. It just requires you to really hold in on your self-control, um, and and show them the love of Christ. And I also, you know, I was reading a book one time or maybe even listening to a podcast and, um, the person on it said, you know, it's okay to go back and tell your kids, like, I'm sorry, I messed up. You know, I shouldn't have yelled at you. You know, whatever it is that you are feeling like, oh, I probably did that out of anger or I probably did that, you know, in the heat of the moment. It's okay to go back and tell your kids like, "Mm, actually, I made the wrong decision there and Mm -hmm. I'm really sorry, you know, because that also teaches your kids that the world is not perfect. They're not going to always make the right decision, but it's okay to ask for forgiveness. It's okay to say that you made the wrong decision and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's funny because I'll often have this thought, you know, through the day of like asking your child to do something, right? And it's like you ask them again and again and again and again and again, and it's still not getting done. And I have this moment where I'm like, you know, I get upset and I'm like, why, you know, why aren't you just doing it? Like how many times I shouldn't have to say this this many times. And almost every single time I say that statement, I shouldn't have to ask you this many times. God brings to my mind, okay, how many times have I asked you to do A? 
And so I think that's something God's really used in my life is like, of course, a two-year-old is having a hard time doing this. Like, you don't even do this well yet. (laughs) And so I think I'm so thankful. One, you know, raising children is like a great way to continue to learn yourself all the ways that you need to grow. And also, like, I'm thankful that God brings those things to my mind because it does help me to show more grace to, you know, Penelope when she's struggling to obey. And so it's it's so interesting, that continual process of, like, teaching our children, but then also learning with them. Okay, you guys. So a little bit on um, purpose that I found on the Mob Society It says, God takes pleasure in your mothering of little ones. Let him work through you as you mother. The burden was never meant to be yours alone. Philippians 2.13, for it is God who works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. And it also says, God recognizes your labor in motherhood. Faith, love, and hope are all parts of your investment as a mother. These gifts of yours rise as a sweet offering to him. 1 Thessalonians 1.3 Remembering before our God and Father your work of faith and labor of love and steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. It says God has several purposes for your life. And, you know, honestly, motherhood is such a crazy, crazy ride. And... um you know, I think our purpose as mothers is always changing as well, you know, in different seasons of life. Really, the the nitty gritty and the overall of like what Christ calls us to do is just like love our family, love our kids, show the love of Christ, you know, and we're really um, teaching them how to love others. And um, it's okay to not be perfect. No one is perfect. There's not a single soul who's perfect who will do motherhood perfectly. Um, You know, we can get really, really wrapped up in the outside world. Um, And it's really easy to look at Instagram and everybody's family looks perfect. And, you know, she's the perfect this or she's the perfect that or her kids are so much more well-behaved than my kids or whatever. And that's a lie that the devil wants you to hear. He wants to feed that lie to you that you're somehow failing. And, you know, I spent a lot of time at the beginning of my, you know, parenting and motherhood, you know, when my kids were really young, where on a daily basis, I would go to bed and be like, oh, I didn't do good enough, you know, and I I would think about all the horrible things I had done that day, which really were not that horrible Um, and just feel really guilty about it and That is the lie that the devil wants you to hear. He doesn't want you to remember the good things that you did that day, you know, feel defeated and to, um, you know, really hone in on these couple of things that we did wrong. Then we will miss out on what Christ did that day in our lives and how Christ used us, you know, to um, his honor and glory. And so I would just strongly encourage you 
that if you are in that season feeling that way, you go to bed on a daily basis or, you know, day to day and you think like, oh, I did this wrong or I did that wrong or I'm not doing good enough. Pray over that and pray over your life and your mothering because no one knows how to mother your children like you do. God equipped you to mother those kids specifically. And on a day-to-day basis, it is going to get hard, but you have a purpose. You know, and that's something we'll talk about in a little bit as far as the obstacles that can keep us from fulfilling our purpose. But I think comparison can be a huge one, you know, and especially now where people have a lot more control over the filtering that they put their lives through as far as what they put out there, like through Facebook or Instagram or, you know, whatever it is. And so there's a lot more of a filtered, polished picture that we are comparing our everyday messy lives to you know that's not accurate and so that's that is that's definitely good to think about and you know remember that our calling and our purpose comes from the lord and not from other people not from other moms and you know hopefully we can be there and guide and encourage each other but not you know let other people make us feel like we're failing simply because we don't do things the same way that they do yeah i think that that is really Really good point. So, you know, one of the other vital, you know, parts of our purpose as mothers as well is to love our children. And that is something that it seems so basic. And it's, you know, it can be easy to say, well, of course I love my children. You know, of course I love my children. But it's also kind of like when you think of it in the same light as your spouse, you know, you love your spouse, but are you living like you love your spouse? Are you talking to your spouse like you love them, you know, and that can be, I've found the same with my children, you know, I love them. Am I living like I love them? Am I talking to them like I love them? Am I showing them and telling them all the time that I love them? And I, I do try to be really intentional about that to tell them that I love them. But, you know, I think we could all probably say in our own lives, you know, actions speak louder than words, right? That's kind of the old cliche cliche saying, but it's true, you know? And so if my actions are not showing them that I love them, that's going to speak to them a whole lot louder than my words do. And so I went back to the classic, the first Corinthians 13, you know, the one that's always read at weddings, but it applies in all ways to love. So uh, 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7 says, Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. And to be honest, I feel like I had so many firsts preparing for today, preparing for this episode. I had never thought about that verse in light of loving my children before. You know, I'd thought about it, you know, loving my husband and loving other people. I had never thought about it specifically in loving my children. And I mean, I just feel like I could read it over and over again because there's just so many parts in there that I'm like, oh man, you know, I really struggle with it. I really struggle to do that and and to love them well, you know? 
man, when you just said that right now, I was like, oh man, that just like hits me in a different way when I think about it towards my kids. Um, and I really feel convicted sometimes about being resentful. And again, it has nothing to do with like not wanting to be a mother, not wanting to be their mother or anything like that. But I think that again, motherhood is really hard. Being a stay at home mom is literally so hard and it can be so challenging when your kids are fighting each other and you're in the thick of it and they're being crazy that day and you know, you have to clean the house and cook and all the things and you're just finally at your wit's end and you're like, oh my gosh, stop. And you're like about to break. And it's like, those are the times that I feel like, man, I really did not show the love of Christ. I really did not show the love, you know, that this verse is calling me to show. Um, And so, yeah, I just, when you said that and you were reading the verse, I was like, man, I know one of the things we say in our intro, right, is we knew motherhood would change our lives. Little did we know how much. And I think this is one of those ways I just did not know. Like, I, I... I could not anticipate how much my sinfulness and my selfishness would come out being a mother. And it's just, I feel like some days it is just in my face all day long that, you know, I just want my way. I want my way. I want it to go my way. Why can't, you know, you children understand that I want this to go a certain way and just do it. You know, why is that so hard? And and then I realize I'm like, Stacy, just relax. You know, they're children. It's your job to teach them. They don't understand. You need to teach them and you need to stop being so selfish. And it's just, I never anticipated that it would be something that would be so in my face every single day. And um, it's definitely been very challenging, but also I don't think I've grown I mean, I'm not, I haven't grown. I am growing. (laughs) I don't think I have been in this growing process to such an intensity in any other experience or phase of my life as I am right now. And it, it's hard, but I'm also so thankful for it. And I know that the, the growth that will come out of it will be, you know, so worth it. So yeah, I'm thankful for it, even as hard as it is. And I'm thankful that the Lord's continuing to show me how I can, you know, be better and do better and, you know, love them better. Okay, guys, we are going to take a quick break and we will be right back. So I want to share with you guys about an amazing book. M is for Mama, A Rebellion Against Mediocre Motherhood by Abby Halberstadt. And this book is so excellent. I just recently finished reading it and it is so good. Um, In the book, Abby talks about the culture of mediocre motherhood and that instead of falling into this trap, we should embrace Christ and rely on him for the power to mother excellently. It's not a book of condemnation or shaming, but spurring on to be the mothers that God has called us to be. And another really cool thing is at the end of each chapter, she has kind of a section with some different application points. So there's a summary which has a contrast between mediocre motherhood versus Christ-like motherhood. There's some action steps, there's some questions to ask yourself, and there's a prayer. And 
it's just so good. I can't recommend it enough. Check it out. We'll have a link to the book in the show notes. And um, it, it's, it's just so excellent. I would really encourage you to read it. Um, it's been something that's really helped me change the way that I view motherhood. So again, the book is called M is for Mama, A Rebellion Against Mediocre Motherhood by Abby Halverstadt. Hey guys, welcome back. So we are going to jump into a little bit of some of the obstacles um, that we feel like we have been facing in motherhood. So Stacy, my question to you um, is what are some of the um, struggles and obstacles that you are finding in your own personal life in motherhood, raising your kids um, in the day to day? I mean, I guess it's different on different days. I feel like in general, one of the things that can really get to me is my tiredness, being tired and feeling like I need a break. And so, you know, it can be tempting to not take the time to teach or to, you know, be diligent in a moment because it's easier, especially when you're tired, it's easier to just let it go. Just, you know, not worry about it. Like I can teach her later. Just let let her do it, you know, whatever way is easiest for me in that moment because I'm tired, right? And so I think that's really a big challenge, especially having like a young baby. That's getting a little bit easier now, but that's definitely one that's difficult. I think comparison is another one, which we kind of touched on earlier, but just, you know, seeing like continually, I think being down on myself because I'm not doing it like this other person or I'm not doing it as well as I want to be doing it which I think in some ways is fine, right? Like it, it, it's fine to see other people and be like, wow, they're doing that a really good way. Maybe I could try that. Or, you know, recognizing that I'm not where I want to be or I'm not where I should be. But where it gets me is when I get stuck in that and I, then I just don't do anything because I'm just too down on myself that I'm not doing it the way that I want to do it. And, you know, also, you know, like the desire for continually feeling like, you know, I want the house to be cleaner and organized and, you know, that's just not happening on a daily basis right now. And so I think that's another one that can really get in the way and distract me from really focusing on, you know, what I should be doing as a mother. And, and it, obviously we need to clean our homes. That's part of taking care of our home. But when I let it become too big of a part or I get, you know, um, angry about it or, you know, let it distract me from actually taking the time to to teach and love, right? Um, and I mean, I think ultimately all of those things really come down to like selfishness and sin. And so if I had to boil it down to one thing, that's probably what I would say is just my own, you know, tiredness, my own pride and feeling like my pride is hurt when I, you know, see other people doing it better or differently or, you know, I'm not doing it the way that I want to. And then just not having the right priorities, right? Like prioritizing having, you know, a cleaner house than what is necessary, you know, or a decorated house over taking the time to really love and teach my kids. So I think those probably be the big ones that I would say come up the most often. But what, what about for you? What do you think are some of the biggest obstacles? Yeah, so I totally agree with the first one that you said about, you know, stopping our kids in that moment, um, you know, with tiredness. So I'm not as tired as you, um, <laughs> with you having a newborn baby, but, um, 
just that challenge of like, ugh, we have to stop again so that I can correct you on this. Like, I wish you would just, you know, listen the first time. Um, it's easier sometimes to just let it go. But then, you know, then you're really not sticking to it and you're really not going to see any sort of change because you need to be consistent with kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so that and then also kind of like what you said about social media, I think that social media is an amazing tool. Um, and I think that that's really awesome. But I think that it's posed a lot of challenges um, as far as parenting goes. I feel like there's a lot of disconnect that's happening with the parent-child relationship just because it's a little bit easier, you know, to give your kid a screen or, you know, X, Y, Z, because you're busy and you want to put on a podcast on your own, you know, to listen to it. And so you're like, okay, just go over here and, you know, do this. And so we actually do not watch TV. Um, I don't turn it on at all until the evening after dinner. And then they get about an hour to an hour and a half, depending on how long dinner went. Um, for them to watch a show with Patrick. And um, it's helped significantly because I was starting to notice behavioral changes in my kids. You know, if they were playing video games in the morning or watching TV or whatever, even if it was so simple as the Discovery Channel, um, a... uh, Documentary. Documentary. Thank you. A documentary. Um, They would still act like crazy people. Um, And so I think that that is a huge, huge obstacle um, just in mothering nowadays. Um, I, I feel like it's a huge obstacle for us with our kids, but then also like for us in general, because it's easy, you know, to put something on while you're cooking dinner or, you know, a quick show and then put an AirPod in or whatever. Um, and so just trying to bring it back and remove those things or really like look at why you're doing those things. Are you doing those things because you're trying to tune out? Um, or, you know, are you doing those things, I don't know, to learn something, benefit something? Um, mm-hmm. Because, you know, really, if you look at it, in a certain light, like you could bring your kids into the kitchen and let them help you. Um, even though that sounds more stressful, (laughs) but you know, like, I mean, really like looking at what you said about like our purpose and stuff like that. Like sometimes I have to remind myself like, okay, if Jesus was standing literally right here and he, I mean, he knows my heart. He knows why I'm doing what I'm doing. He knows why I'm thinking, you know, he knows what I'm thinking And so it's like, you can't hide anything from Jesus. He knows if we think like, oh my gosh, my kids are annoying the crap out of me today. (laughs) Like, He knows that. And so, you know, you can't hide from Jesus. Okay, you guys, with that being said, I was looking at our Instagram. I had asked you guys for your help, for your input um, on a little bit of the things that you are seeing day to day that you feel like... um, are some struggles that you're having or obstacles that you're combating and things like that. So one of the comments that y'all left on Instagram says, 
What purpose do I have or should I have outside of being a mama? I've been one for so long that I feel like I've lost my own sense of purpose that isn't linked to my children. And how to have a purpose for myself without feeling guilty about it. Stacy, do you have any thoughts on this? That's a really hard one. I think because to be completely transparent, it's kind of ironic that we're doing this and this has come up because I think one of the contributing factors to us wanting to do this podcast, along with all the other ones we've already shared, was both of us having this kind of need for, um, I would call it maybe like a creative outlet, just something different from what we do every day. And so I, if I'm understanding correctly what she's saying, I totally understand that feeling. And I I definitely think it's okay to have other things outside of that you know and obviously like there's mothers who work that have careers and that's good too and that's you know a lot of women find a lot of fulfillment and purpose in their careers and in their jobs but I would say as far as you know like what the Lord's called us to do like mothering is our primary purpose. I also look at it I I totally agree with you, Stacey, but I also can sympathize and understand um, the question as well. Um, And I, and I definitely, definitely think that, um, you know, you can't pour from an empty cup. So a couple of things that I would say about that. A lot of times when I find myself just so utterly just like done and, you know, feeling stressed out easily and feeling like I need a break. I do, in fact, actually need a break. Um, And so in those times, you should 100% lean on your spouse. It's okay to ask for help. You definitely should ask for help. It's okay to have, you know, time to go to the store by yourself. It's okay to... um, you know, go out for a girl's night and get dinner. I frequently get dinner with a couple of my girlfriends who live locally who are Christians. We go out for dinner and we talk for hours. And my cup is so full by the time that I'm done there that it is awesome. But another thing is that whenever I'm in these times of feeling like my cup is utterly empty, I look at my spiritual walk. Have I been doing, you know, devotions every day? I am currently doing um, Priscilla Shire, The Armor of God. It's the second time that I've done it, and it's amazing. And, you know, you guys, for this last year, I was feeling so lost, like in a desert, feeling super lost. And I had thought about this pot, or I had thought about this Bible study. Um, multiple times that had come across my mind because I did it years ago when I was in a similar season and I had been putting it off and putting it off. And, uh, I finally decided to do it again a couple months ago. And I'm so glad that I did just because it's exactly what I needed, you know? So I think that when we look at our purpose as mothers, It can feel like an identity crisis, especially if you are going from the working field to now being a new mother, um, can feel like a huge identity crisis. At first, it can feel like a huge transition. Um, But then also being a seasoned mother, 
you can feel like, wow, I've done this for eight, 10, you know, 11 years. Like, wow, like I've been out of the workforce. Like, who am I as a person anymore? And so I would encourage you that like you can explore that. And I think that you should. And I think that, um, you know, finding things for yourself, there's nothing wrong in that. But nothing should ever come before your relationship with Christ. And then I think that all the other stuff is great. And it will only continue to sharpen those other relationships. Because, you know, it all kind of works hand in hand. Um, So, you know, it's just like they say on an airplane, you know, put on your oxygen mask before you put on your kids. You, You do have to take care of yourself. You know, we're not sitting here saying... And I don't think Stacy is saying like, don't ever make time for yourself. You know, you your life has only has to be about your kids twenty four seven. Like, yeah. it doesn't. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. But we still have to take care of ourselves, and that is not only physical but spiritual. You know, you you right. need to be having a relationship with Christ um, and sharpening that relationship, and then also, girl, get yourself a hobby. Do a self care. I love self-care. I will do a face mask. I'll sit in my bathroom. (laughs) I'll do a bubble bath. Whatever it is. I don't care what it is. It can be the weirdest thing. You can go get an adult coloring book and sit down and color if you want. (laughs) Whatever fills your cup, that's what you should do. Um, But yeah, so that's my little take on that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm sorry if it came across. I definitely agree. Like, we all need a break and we all, you know, it's good to have other, um, you know, other interests and other hobbies. And like, that's just part of, you know, kind of being a person, right? We're multidimensional, you know. I guess all I meant, what, what I was trying to say was, you know, I think there's like certain points in life, either over the long haul or there's occasions where in a particular moment or in a particular season when things come into conflict and you do have to prioritize one over another that when you know when push comes to shove and things come into conflict like of all the things in your life that you're doing like what are the what are the ones that God has called you to do that are your greatest responsibilities and just like you know think about that and because it's, it's hard, especially, you know, like in the season of life, like Scott and I both would love to be more involved with like ministry at church. And it's just, it's hard right now. And we can't really be any more involved than what we are. And um, I remember our pastor saying once that, you know, when you have children at home, like they are your primary ministry. And, um, you know, when you think about it that way, it just helps me kind of refocus and remember that you know, I don't have to be, you know, in necessarily involved in some kind of organized, um, structured ministry in order to be ministering. So we've talked a lot about what are some of, you know, what some of the obstacles are that we, we can face to being able to live in and live out our purpose as mothers. And so how do we combat those, right? Because those are things that we experience frequently, sometimes on a daily basis, So how do we combat those? And I think, you know, one of the biggest ones can be we need to be renewing our mind. That's something that says in Romans 12, you know, that we need to be transformed by the renewal of our mind. And so that's a big one. I think another one is having mentors in our life. And um, 
just having other moms who have walked the path before us, you know, or are walking it with us now that can speak into maybe some of the situations that we're dealing with. And so I think for sure having people like that in your life, you know, older women or other mothers, um, and then also, you know, be a mentor to somebody, be, be that for somebody else, because, you know, there's always going to be someone that you can, you know, that's like a little bit further behind you on the path, you know, that you can, that you can help them. You can speak into their life. You can share your experience. And as much as you maybe feel like you don't have anything to share because you still feel like you're a mess and you're figuring it out, there's always somebody that you can share with and that, that can benefit from your experience. So I would just encourage you to do that too. Like seek out a mentor and then seek to be a mentor to somebody else and pray, like pray, pray, pray. (laughs) That is like a huge, a huge, huge thing, you know, even if I don't have time to do anything else, like I can always just pray. I can take 10 seconds and be like, Lord, I really, really need help in this moment. Please help me. Please help me. Like, it's so amazing to me, like that we can just do that. We can immediately in the moment, just ask God for help. And God wants us to do this. That's the other thing I I try to remember. God wants us to be good mothers. God wants us to succeed. God wants us to fulfill our purpose. You know, and so if we ask him to help us do that, he's going to be there. He's going to he's going to help us do it because he wants us to be able to do it. I just more and more am learning to take a moment when I when I've you know messed up again, when I've sinned again, when I've lost my temper, when I've let something get in the way of that purpose in the moment. I, you know, to take a step back and pray, God, please help me. Please help me do this. Please help me overcome this obstacle you know, and it's, it's amazing how much that obviously we're calling on the Lord to help us. And then just even how much that can help you remember, like remind yourself of your purpose in that moment. Philippians 4, 6 to 7, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And then in 1 John 5, 14 to 15, it says, And this is the confidence that we have toward him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests that we have asked of him. And so that was another one that was really encouraging to me is like, it is his will that we love our children. It is his will that we teach them to do what's right. It is his will that we train them. And so if we ask him to help us do that, he's going to help us. You know, he's going to help us. In Romans eight twenty six to 27, Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the whole the spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. And I don't know, Emily, if you've ever experienced this, but I have had moments where I'm just don't know what to pray. A lot of times I end up sitting on the floor. I don't know why I end up often in that position when I feel like this, (laughs) but, and I'm just, I don't even know what to pray. And I just have to kind of sit there and just see, keep saying, like, Lord, please, Lord, please. And I feel like these are those moments that this verse makes me think of. Like, like Lord, I don't even know what to pray for. I don't know how to handle this situation the right way right now because I'm so in it and so either upset or frustrated or just feel at a loss. Like, I don't even know what to do. I don't know what the right thing to do is. Please help me. And it just is so comforting to me to realize that, 
like in those moments where I don't know what to pray because I don't know what the right thing is, that like the Holy Spirit is there and intercedes for me and and gives words to what is in my heart. Oh, I just, man, that's like so reassuring to remember in those moments. And it's interesting, another thing I was reading, so I came across this website and I, I think I'd had seen this website before, this Instagram, but um, it's a really cool website. It's called Her View From Home and it's it's run by a woman, but then she has all these contributing writers and I believe they're all women and I believe most of them are mothers. So I came across this article, From Distraction to Main Attraction, How I Started to Love Motherhood Again by Harmony Voikantiat, I mean, I guess is how her name is pronounced. So I was just going to read a little excerpt here. It was really encouraging to me. I hope it can be to you guys too. So she says, Somewhere between steam cleaning the carpet because of yet another kid-induced stain and watching Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood for the thousandth time, I started to think that I was missing out on my purpose, that my life wasn't going to actually start until my kids were grown and moved out of the house. I began answering my kids' questions with short, abrasive answers just to get them off my back. How dare they ask for my help? Didn't they know I was important and had important things to do? This mindset took over my thoughts more times than I care to admit and left me impaired, to say the least. I became focused on what they were taking from me instead of what they were giving to me. Oh, and I mean, man, when I read that, I was like, darn it, that definitely is me on some days. And oh, I don't know, that one just really hit me. But then um, later in the article, she says, you know, in, in having this perspective shift, she says, I get to be a mom. I get to sing my toddler lullabies at night. I get to listen to my preteen's complaints and questions, as well as his thanks and laughs. I get to play dress up with my seven-year-old. I get to play Pokemon for hours with my middle son. This shift in perspective from thinking that I was being cheated out of my purpose by my kids to realizing that my kids are a vital part of my purpose has been life-changing. And... I don't know, just hearing her say that, I don't know, really helped me because there's days to be completely honest that that is what it feels like. And like Emily that you said earlier about the idea of kind of having an identity crisis. And I feel like that's a little bit of like where I've been with this and, you know, not every day, but there's days where I just am like, what am I doing? What, who am I? Who am I? I don't. I feel like I don't know, like recognize myself anymore. <laughs> you know, when I think back to who I was, you know, like a few years ago, and it's hard to say that because that feels like it. It sounds like to me, it sounds like I'm saying something like I don't like having children, and that's not at all what I'm saying. But it's it's just such a radical change that I guess it's hard to keep, like keep up with sometimes in my brain and recognize, okay, this is my life now. This is how do I do this, you know? And and I'm so thankful and I'm so glad that, you know, this is what I've always wanted. I've always wanted to be a mother and be a stay-at-home mom. But, you know, it's still hard and it's still a drastic change that you have to adjust to. And so hearing her just say, you know, that change in perspective of I get to be a mom and I get to do this, um, and in seeing my kids as a vital part of my purpose instead of, you know, 
a distraction from it or or somehow taking away from some other purpose that I could have if I wasn't a stay-at-home mom um, was just really helpful to me. And um, so. I love that because I feel like we can often feel like, you know, what you said, our kids are almost like a distraction. They're getting in the way, you know, like how dare they like mm-hmm. inconvenience us from cooking and cleaning, you know, or X, Y, Z, like whatever you have to do. But to look mm-hmm. at it like, no, I get to do this. I get to do this with my kids or, you know, I, I get to attitude opposed to, uh mm-hmm. what an inconvenience or, you know, a negative attitude, like always changing that to a green light, um, a green light story in your brain and re Mm -hmm. rewriting and rewiring that, um, that thought pattern, I think is a great, great observation and a great tactic to try and put into place. Mm -hmm. And it's really, when I take a step back, I think like, it's such a wonderful purpose too. That's the other thing is it's not even just important. It's like so wonderful. And I think it's easy to forget that, but it is. It's like when I, when I think about it, I'm like, I'm so grateful. I'm so thankful that this is such a big part of my purpose that like I get to be a mother. I get to take care of these little kids and I get to love them. And I, it's just, and I'm so thankful that that's something that like the Lord's continuing to show me too. So I will actually have a link to that full article. I'll put it in the show notes of the podcast just so you guys can go read the full article if you want. And um, one other quote I wanted to share is actually from the book called M is for Mama by Abby Halberstadt. And I think this will be a good way to wrap up um, our show here today. So she says, because it's not our bad days or our hormones or our understandably tired responses that are the real hangups here. The true culprit our inability to be anything other than mediocre without Christ. And um, I just, that's that's what it all comes down to, right? Is that like without Christ, we are going to be insufficient to be able to do all the things that we need to do as mothers. We are going to feel empty. So yeah, again, her book is super good. I will leave a link for it in the show notes as well as for her Instagram. So you guys can check that out if you want. I wanted to close out by letting you guys know a little bit about um, our next episode that will be airing after this. It is going to be about autumn and some of the pressures that we put on ourselves during this season, this fall season into the Christmas season, you know, that our life doesn't have to be Pinterest picture perfect, you know, all these unnecessary things that we feel like we have to go check a box and um you know so it's going to be a really really good episode we're we're excited about it and we hope that you guys tune into that one so to wrap things up guys one of the things that we just wanted to do at the end of each episode is share a scripture passage with you guys something that you can take with you in your day reflect on meditate on so today um i wanted to just read again i know i shared it earlier but first corinthians 13 4 through 7 and i really want you as i read this just to think about your children love is patient love is kind it does not envy it does not boast it is not proud it does not dishonor others it is not self-seeking it is not easily angered it keeps no record of wrongs 
Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Uh, I love that so much. Before we head out, I just wanted to um, leave you guys with a prayer. You know, it's something that Stacy and I feel very strongly about. We want to pray over you in this week, and um, we'll close it out there. So, dear Father in Heaven, thank you so much for this amazing group of women, for these women that are listening right now. Please touch their hearts and souls this week as they go out, and um, they mother. You know, they are changing lives. They're changing little lives and help them to really remember their purpose, help them to reach into their purpose and feel your love um, surrounding them in every single activity that they do on the day to day. Please be with them and um, keep them all safe and help them to remember their purpose. Thank you, Lord, for all that you do for us and give us a great rest of our week. Amen. Amen. Okay, you guys. So as we wrap up here um, with our episode, I just wanted to leave you guys with a couple um, a couple little things. So first off being, we're so glad that you're here. We're so glad that you came and that you listened um, to this podcast episode and that this is not a coincidence. You know, we hope that something that was said today and something that was shared touches your heart. We hope that the Lord works in your life, um, you know, in special ways this week, um, just in what we've shared today. And so I hope that you got something out of it. We definitely uh, got something out of it, making it for y'all and um, doing some research behind it and putting um, some love into it. So I know that I was definitely challenged this week and will continue to be challenged just from uh, what we talked about in our purpose and things like that. All right. Well, we will chat with you guys again next week. All right. See you guys. We love you guys. Join us for a new episode every Monday as we continue to share our journeys of faith, marriage, and motherhood. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and feel free to leave a review or comment. We would love to hear from you. You can also find us on Instagram at momcallingpodcast. Until next time, thanks for listening. And remember, there is so much joy in this journey.